Welcome back to episode 70 of the Shy Sports Weekly Podcast. The Big 7. Oh, Ty Kyle. How are we doing, boys? 70. What an anniversary. The Big 7-0. Call it a milestone. Oh, my God. I'm Literally, as we're, we always do numbers, before this, I was saying there is no Cub that has ever worn number 70. And Joe Madden. Right. Oh, shit. Right? Oh, yeah. Just as I was sneezing. That's a mind-blowing one right there. As you were doing the introduction there, I, was, I had a sneeze. Thank God for the mute button, but it, like I had an epiphany, and Joe Madden popped in my head. Yeah, how did that not cross my mind? I was thinking I'm going to have to get creative with this one, with this number, and no, we don't because Joe Madden. I was actually – wow, this actually is a, uh, comes back to a point I was thinking the other day. Do you think a club – or I guess any sports organization has ever retired. Well, I guess it'd only be baseball, right? Because baseball is the only sport where coaches wear numbers. Right. Has there ever been a, a team that's retired a manager's number just for being a manager? Oof. Like Joe Torrey wore, what, number six? Is number yeah. six retired? It's got to be, right? I don't In, know. That, that is a good Yankees. question, though. We're we're uh, we putting tie to work right off the start. <laughs> Don't do this to me. I, I already not, messed do up. not make him walk in true gum. Mm-hmm. He literally just before we pressed or we pressed play before we started, he goes, "I'm baked." <laughs> we had to restart because he didn't press the record. Hey, that's so, yeah, allegedly okay. All right, tie. It's eight eighteen. Let's see. Uh, on two times. All right, all right. Give me the question. Has there ever been a baseball manager that has got their number retired without? playing are basically based on their managerial merits. They should have retired Tommy Lasorda's. They haven't yet. Number two? I don't know. That's, that's tough, though, to retire like one of those low numbers. All right, I'm just going to give you a, a, a list of names here. You you tell me, dude. Okay. These, I don't know, Walter Alston, Sparky Anderson, all right, go down the list. Get get to recent times here. Yeah, uh, get to like Gil Hodges, Tony Larusa, Tommy Lasorda. So these numbers are retired. Yes. Um, Billy Martin, oh. Frank Robinson, Joe Torre. <laughs> I got one of them. I would never never thought of something like that. Hey, how long did that shit take me? Come on. One, literally one minute. Wow. The weed's working <laughs> quick today. It's working overtime, that's quick, baby. That's a quick acting batch. <laughs> Tough acting to acting. Do you think the Cubs would ever retire Joe Madden's number 70? Probably not, right? I don't think so. I don't think his tenure was long enough. Obviously, he brought them the coveted 2016 ring, but I don't think so. I was actually thinking, speaking of retired numbers, thinking of this the other day. For uh, and I don't know if we've talked about this before. If we have, we can move past it. But the next retired number for the Cubs, I think it's going to be thirty-four. But it's going to be John Lester and Kerry Wood. Kerry Wood. Yeah. If you're Kerry Wood, are you kind of thinking like I'm just kind of getting thrown in here where I was like on the Hall of, I guess parallel to the Hall, very good where the Hall of almost of what could have been. The Hall of almost getting my number retired by itself, but I needed John Lester to win a World Series to get my number <laughs> retired. Thing about Kerry Wood is he's been he's stayed so close to the team. Everyone he's just an all time fan favorite. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Which goes a long way. Which is why everyone would be all for that. I know like 
31 for the Cubs, it's Maddox and Fergie. Fergie, yep. Um, I'm trying to think very, who very else. I know. Ron, <laughs> for the Ron Black Sano Hawks. is retired. Oh, you're you're thinking of other. I mean, the Blackhawks have double two dips. number threes. It's uh, Pierre Pallad and Keith Magnuson, but I don't know. I always think that's kind of crazy when they have two guys. Like for the Hawks, another one would be Brent Seabrook and Chris Chelios. They both wore number seven. Yeah. They're a thousand percent going to get in. Kyle or, get in. Number 17. Yeah, not a, big, not a big deal. Not a big deal. In the uh, NCC I, rafters. Yeah. Joe Heller's never getting that jersey back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 70s. So we have Joe Madden. Who else do you got, Max? I got Aaron Bummer for the White Sox. Who the hell is Aaron Bummer? He was he's a reliever. Is he on, is, wait, is he still on the team? Uh I, th- I think he is. I thought he was. I Maybe he might I have switched that numbers. I think God. he he might have came up. Yeah. Aaron Bummer's still on the team. He had a two three six this year. Yeah. Look at that. Big left hander. The um, big moose. No, he's got some good stuff. I don't think I'm they thinking- call him that. I think they just call him Bum. Well, I'm looking at the, this page, and it says he only was number 70 in 2017, so I'm thinking this isn't the same guy. For right. whatever reason, I was thinking his name was Jimmy Bummer. He <laughs> he probably came up for the minors, and they just threw him that, that jersey. And then he made the Ooh. team, and they're like, all right, you get to pick your number now. What number was Chris Bryant in the minors? Didn't 77, I think, right? 70, didn't your buddy get a jersey for him? Yeah. With, it said Bryant in 77. Yeah, like a custom-made Chris Bryant 77 jersey because he thought like that was going to be his number. Like He thought he was beating everyone to the, to the punch. And now he just nope. looks like an idiot. It's now like, he's uh, just the one getting punched. Right. With a cheap knockoff jersey that he ordered from like a foreign country. <laughs> yeah, like some one of those China AliExpress jerseys. I love it. <laughs> um. All right, number seventy for the Bears, Braxton Jones. Braxton Rookie. Jones. I was gonna say uh, Lance Lewis. We're out of the sixties. We can't make that joke anymore, right? First, honestly, for a second there, you had me. Not kidding. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. He actually. He. I didn't know if he was one of those guys that like wore two numbers because I could picture him wearing seventy. Uh, my. Like I said earlier, I was like, we're going to have to get creative with 70. So I thought of the Bulls being one of two teams in NBA history to win 70 games. Still a best team, though, because it don't mean a thing without a ring. It doesn't. I'm looking I'm looking at the all-time teams to win, well, all-time wins leaders in the regular season, and I see Golden State first, and then I, next to their name, I see lost finals. Next two teams okay. are the Bulls. That's with seventy-two and ninety-six, sixty-nine and ninety-seven. Won both years. We're going to sidetrack here really quick, but still talking about these Bulls. Um, Larsa Pippen. Yep. Is she just she's like fucking Michael Jordan's like, son. I think she's like for the streets. If that if, like the kids are saying these days. <laughs> that was the most what millennial shit I've ever heard you say in my life. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? She's for the streets. She's not a housewife. Oh, she she gets around. <laughs> yeah. She keeps it moving. Right. <laughs> She's bumping and grinding. Keeps literally. Moving, yep. I mean, my God, you that's poor Scotty. I, mean, I don't know if I don't and even she, know. If and she's doing this while she has his last name. Yeah, I don't know. They're not married anymore, right? Are they? I pray to God they're not. <laughs> if they are, it's, I'd just be like, please just stop staying out of headlines. And she's pretty hot, if I'm not mistaken, right? 
<laughs> Shit. I don't know. Can't even picture. She's not a bad looking woman. Well, and don't they have a. Uh... Ty, you're going to have to look this up too. Don't they have a kid that plays basketball at Vandy? I mean, shit, you, she's, probably pumping, or she's probably getting pumped by all his teammates. <laughs> she's for the streets. <laughs> See? He's for the streets. Scotty um, just been getting wronged his whole life. Jerry Krause, <laughs> now his wife. Hey, get this. Son's name, Scotty Pippen Jr. <laughs> Who would have thought? And does he play for? Who does he play for? Is it Van- Vandy? Vanderbilt, yeah. Number two. <laughs> Number two, oh, Junior. Damn, we we oh, just see, missed that one. He went to Sierra Canyon. Isn't Vanderbilt's there where Browns kids go? Very cool college. Not not the slightest clue. I did see. Oops, excuse me. I did see LeBron said our kid got a an NIL deal. I I thought that was only for college because he's got an NIL deal with like Pepsi and Beats. Like what wow. the fuck does this kid need an NIL deal for? I was gonna say as if he needs it. No, I mean come on. What are we doing here, Brownie Junior? <laughs> Tommy, there's not part of you that just hopes that kid is a complete bust. <laughs> Zion Williams, too. Uh, yeah, Zion's I mean, pretty good. Yeah, but he was hurt for so fucking long. I'm saying Bronny just because he's just related. Because. He's LeBron James's son. Well, right. right. Just, to, just to continue on with Jordan's legacy, his two kids were busts, so we can't have LeBron's kid be good. It, thank you. That's where I was going. I mean, he for fuck's sake, uh, was it Marcus and... Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Where the, the one go to U of I and one went to like UCF. Yeah, Jeffrey went to U of I and Marcus went to, I think, yeah, UCF or FIU or something like that. I think it was one UCF. of the. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, anyway, we'll transition out of Larsa Pippen and we'll go to number 70 on the Blackhawks, Dennis Rasmussen. Nice. <laughs> you find me another podcast that's going to transition from Larsa Pippen to Dennis Rasmussen. <laughs> And we're, I'll hit, show you we're, we're, hitting, we're touching every corner of Chicago sports. If only we had a transition into Mark Bellhorn and we'd have Shy Sports Weekly bingo. <laughs> Call that the trifecta. Actually, when I was looking up stuff we posted around this time last year, we were tweeting about Mark Bellhorn a fuck ton. There's never a wrong time to bring up Mark Bellhorn in this room. This is probably around this time in 2004. He hit a home run for the Red Sox. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> seems about right. I don't know. Um, all right, let's go into some on this days. This is uh, not a ton of great stuff. Or I shouldn't say there's only two uh, really big on this days that stood out. Uh, a little, or a lot of little moments. But the first one is October twenty second, twenty sixteen. The Cubs win the NL pennant. They beat the Dodgers. Uh, was it five to one? Was that the uh, final? five zip? I think it was it a was shutout. shutout. Yep, I should know that. Uh, but they beat the Dodgers in Game Six to go to the World Series for the first time since 1945. Uh, obviously, huge, huge moment just in Chicago sports and Cubs history. Uh, we were talking about this beforehand. But who do you think the best Cubs playoff pitcher is of all time? I mean, it's hard not to say John Lester. It's also hard not to say Jake Arrieta. Okay, you can easily make a case for Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> it's crazy I mean, it's, to me that like that it just goes to show like how sweet those you know three or three to four years were as a Cubs fan because like the top three guys in innings pitch win strikeouts is like Hendricks, Arietta, and Lester. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Hendricks uh, has the most postseason starts in franchise history with 11. 
lost their 10, Arietta 9. Arietta has the most wins, and it goes, ironically, uh, Hendricks has the least amount. Yep. But all their ERAs, Hendricks has a 3-1-2, Lester has a 2-4-4, and Arietta has a 3-0-8. Yep. Obviously, I, feel, I mean, you can't base it strictly off ERA. ERA is not a perfect stat. Neither are pitcher wins. Um, in my opinion, I'm going to say Jake Arietta is the is the best postseason pitcher in Cubs franchise history. Yeah, you have the you have the NL wild card game. Yep. Right. And uh, I'm trying to think, what was this? So yeah, 2016, obviously, game two of the World Series. Yep. Game six of the six. World Series. Only Cub to win. I th- I think it's the only Cub to win two road starts in a World Series, or even in a playoff series, maybe. But yep. still. To win two road games in the World Series, especially down three to two on the road. Yeah, I mean he was a stopper, just everything on the line, and he just walks out there, grabs the ball, and shoves it down the opponent, like the Indians and the Pirates throws. So there's two Cubs pitchers that have five postseason wins. Can you name the other one besides Jake Arrieta? Yeah, because I'm looking at it. <laughs> Mordecai three fingered Brown. I mean. When you're when you're in the same category as, as a, a guy with three fingers, you're he's doing good, something he's right. In good company. I'm trying to find the other games that Arietta won here. You can't fucking find them. Let's not snub Kerry Wood either. I mean, he's not <laughs> he's not in the same conversation as far as playoff innings pitched or wins or even strikeouts as these guys. But he had, he had a few nice appearances. Oh, yeah, I saw what I saw the other day. I mean, I know we talked about it last week with his uh, his game seven home run specifically, and I know that's not pitching appearance, but his in twenty or two thousand three, his game one start against the Braves, game Braves. five against the Braves. He also hit a, like a double in that game, <laughs> which is outrageous when you think of it, right? Yeah, it is just crazy. The in other the, area, so in the O three on LDS, Kerry Wood was two and zero, picked up two wins, had a one seven six ERA and a point nine WHIP. 18 strikeouts over 15 innings. Decent. I don't know he went eight eight innings in that NLDS game five, which not is bad, huh? not bad at all, Bob. <laughs> so the, the other game, I want to go back to Arietta really quick because I could not find for the life of me the fifth game he won. So Arietta really quick. NL wildcard game, complete game shutout. He won game three against the Cardinals, even though that wasn't his best. Uh, but he, So he won, won game three. Then one game two in the World Series, one game six in the World Series, and then one game four of the 2017 NLCS when the Cubs were down 3-0. Yep. Never gave up more. I mean, granted, that's not great, but has never given up more than four earned runs in a uh, in a postseason start. And let's see, in his nine starts, and five of them, he has eight or more strikeouts. Like I said, just an absolute stopper. Like, what, three of the games you mentioned, the Cubs basically had their backs against the wall? So, let's see. Elimination game there. Elimination game. Elimination game. Elimination. Yeah. So, yeah. Three of them. They had their backs against the wall. They they could have been eliminated. I think you can also argue John Lester solely because of what he did in Game 7 of the World Series. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> see that this is a funny debate. People always say that uh, 
Madden took out Hendricks too early. Then he put in Lester, right, in the fifth. Yep. But could you not argue that Madden took out Lester too early? He took him out, like, at the first sign of trouble in the eighth and put Chapman in, and Chapman gave up a double and a home run. It's almost like his first base runner, you know? Yeah, which made no sense. It's like, come on now. Give your guy, you got to let your guy have some leash here. Right. Because there was the whole issue of him, like, not being able to throw to first. But 100%, I agree. I think if there's any, uh, any part of that 2016 season that gets overlooked, to me it's that Madden pulled Lester too early in game seven. Yep. No, I think that's. You're right. I mean, I'm was looking it? up. <laughs> you, you just made me think of something else, too. Wasn't there a point in the NLCS? Um, and I'm not sure what the series was at, but the Cubs were playing in LA for two games and they basically like didn't score a run for like 17 straight innings against Kershaw and Rich Hill. It was, yeah, game two at Wrigley and then game three in LA. Ariadna started that one. And then, yeah, game four, I think Lackey started. But yeah, they like, remember Zobrist? Um, I guess you could, yeah, we could talk about that. That was literally six, seven years. Six, what is this? That'd be 2016. Six years Jesus now. Christ. Do the math one time for me. <laughs> yeah, but they they like all started with a with a Zobrist bunt, and yep. then you remember Rizzo was using Matt was, Caesar's yeah bat. Caesar's bat yeah. I for the life of me couldn't remember that fucking guy's name. I almost said Chris Cogley. <sighs> Legend. <laughs> um. All right, so I'm looking at Game Seven here, and we will obviously talk about this more in a couple weeks when we <laughs> go over the anniversary. Uh. But in that game, Hendricks, four and two-thirds, four hits, two runs, one earned. Uh, Lester, three innings, three hits, two runs, one earned, four strikeouts. And his only earned run was on uh, Chapman's home run given up to Rajay. So, I I mean, I'll go Jake Arrieta is the best uh, Cubs postseason pitcher of all time. But if you – if I couldn't pick him and I had to go hit John Lester, I would be smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, two four four ERA in the playoffs. I mean, that is nails. He's got a hog and a half. <laughs> so yeah, that's phenomenal. All right, and the other on this day, October twenty third, two thousand five, Scott Pitsendek walk off home run in Game Two of the World Series against the Astros. Uh, so I know uh, this is a little tough for you because I know you're not a Sox fan. But- if you were to say what, like, where would you rank that amongst the biggest home runs in White Sox history? Would you say that's the top? Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be what top three, if not number one. So we'll we'll at least stick we'll stick to recent history. Um, I think it's got to be number one, right? So you have that one. You have Jeff Blum's home run in the Acros in Game Three. You have the Alexei. Home run in the 2008 wild card game or uh, game 163. You have Tomei's home run in the blackout game. I was saying earlier, didn't Creedy hit a big one too? Creedy hit the game winning home run in game one of the World Series. Uh, Canerco, I believe, in game five of the ALCS hit a home run. Yep. But to hit a, a walk off home run in the World Series, like. No better feeling. I mean, I, I know it wasn't a. To clinch the series or anything, but it's to give you some breathing room. And I mean, 
to put you up 2-0 at home, obviously. Especially at home, yep. Oh, my God. And he, you want to talk about a guy that's hot as shit? Scotty Pods is handsome. <laughs> Pretty sure he's he was married, to, or is probably still married to like a supermodel, right? I thought you were going to say a porn star. Uh, no. <laughs> be way cooler if you did. And that all of a sudden we have Ty's attention. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I would say, so we're in agreement. That's the the number one home run in White Sox history, yep. postseason history. Especially from a guy who does not hit home runs. Yeah. And that's honestly, yeah, that's another thing. Like no like, one's expecting you're a leadoff hitter there and put one up. I think in 2005, here you go, Ty. Here's another question. Find out how many home runs Scotty Pods hit in 2005. I bet you it's no more than two. Yeah, I was going to say five at the most. Man, good for him. Uh, all right, while Ty's looking that up, let's go into some Bears talk. The Bears uh, lost 12 to 7 last Thursday. We'll do a quick recap because obviously it's a week after here. Uh, 12-7, probably one of the ugliest games that I've watched for the Bears in, I don't know, I don't know how long. Uh, <laughs> quick thoughts. and Like, offense, defense, what do you got? Uh, they have to expose us on national television again like that. And I know. We're playing I, on Monday night against the Pats. It's like can, <laughs> we really do need a petition to just, get the Bears. Just let us hide. Time. Let us hide at, at noon on Sunday. Yeah, give me uh, give me Bears Lions noon on a Sunday where we have like the fourth like team of announcers and right. It's never on the red zone. And we'll just have our fun. We'll have a. I'll take a twenty four twenty loss as long as they cover. <laughs> we'll keep it moving. Fields looks good in the second half. Same story. That's it. If you look at the if. Just on the outset, if you look at the numbers from that game and didn't know the score, you would think the Bears won by at least two touchdowns. They outgained yeah. them by like a million yards. I don't know the exact figure. No, that but that was definitely were, the case in the first half too. I think they had like, well, almost definitely over two hundred yards total in the first half. Zero points to show for it. None. It's just, it's just rinse and repeat. Honestly, God, it is literally just rinse and repeat with this fucking team. Yeah. Um. The only thing I'll say, last uh, last series of the game, or last, like, yeah, down in distance uh, to win the game going into the uh, into the end zone. We're running the ball down their throat, We and we throw it four times. Like, what are we doing? No idea. Sometimes I think these OCs just get too cute for themselves, and like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're made for the streets. How many plays? Yeah, how many plays did they have with goal to go, and they got zero points? Goal to go. Thank you. I couldn't think of the fucking phrase. Yeah. Um, I think like I don't know. It had, had to be a lot. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now, because. But for fuck's sake. Similar to what I said last week. These are the it, like if you're gonna lose, this is kind of the way you want to lose. I know it was ugly. It was a twelve-seven game. Like you want to see them score more points, but at least they had some fight at the end. Like they had a realistic chance of winning that game. No shade. Yeah, there was first and goal like the six with fifty seconds left. All they yeah. need is a touchdown. Fields, I mean, Fields made an incredible play with his legs to get them there. Like that's the kind of stuff that you can at least like build off of. Yeah, right. Uh, God. And then just think they they couldn't score more than seven points against the uh the oh, I was gonna say the Guardians, Jesus Christ, the Commanders. I mean they in the, the Washington football team. The commanders have proven all season that they have one of the worst defenses in the league. So not not a great sign for 
the OC uh, and the and, you know just the offensive minds for the Bears. And I did like seeing like Darnell Mooney getting twelve targets. Is that how many he had? Yeah. I was thinking about this today. So the Bears have no receivers, right? I mean, after Darnell Mooney, who at best is a three. Pettis. I mean, come on. Right. He's no, not. He's not like. Why don't they use uh like why don't they use more sets with Montgomery and Herbert? Why, like having Montgomery in the slot and I know, like just get him in open field in open yeah. space or just I have think, them both in the backfield running routes. Call me crazy. I think these offensive coordinators need to just play more Madden. <laughs> they have the plays there for you. I think you're right. Like work smarter, not harder. Yeah, just set it the, up. To, the game is there. Set it up to be Belichick's. Um, Playbook beforehand, and then just play that. I'm <laughs> galaxy brain stuff. I honestly, I think we're on to something here. <laughs> it's so like baseline and stupid and basic. It might work. It might. I mean, it might. It's worth a shot at this point. Because <laughs> guess what? If you're not scoring more than seven against the Commanders, I don't think you're going to score more than There's seven. Nothing that's Patriots. not leave no stone unturned. Uh, what do you think about Herbert and Montgomery? They're I heard the Bears are going with a hot hand approach in the backfield moving forward, and that could just be coach speak. Uh, it's not great because I have both of them on my fantasy team. <laughs> and, well, I guess it doesn't matter. My fantasy team's atrocious. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I got it goes right into maybe you know what? Maybe this uh, Eberflu saying that they're going to play both of them. It's just going right into my theory of. They're going to put Montgomery more in the slot or, you know, move him around a little bit, put him in open space to get him the ball. I mean, they did it on the last drive. They had him in the – they did, a, like, a quick screen to him on third and five, and he got, like, 12 yards. I mean, yep. getting that guy in open space, he's so hard to tackle. He is. I don't understand. Like, just get him the ball. Yep. Run the damn ball. Get him the ball in open in open field. And Herbert, looked, I mean, thing. he had that, that big 60-yard run. Didn't do much aside from that. But, like, those are probably two of your best playmakers on the team. Zero points. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, what is your prediction for for this Bears pass game on Monday night? Um, I'm worried about it because Belichick was complimenting the Bears and how they're uh, like it, an amazing team left and right in a press conference today, and I feel like he's just going to embarrass them. <laughs> if, I mean – I feel like Belichick needs to get a like an Emmy or an Oscar just for that performance of hyping up the the Bears for seven minutes. <laughs> I, I don't think he could get Matt Eberflus to do that. Ryan Poles, George McCaskey. I don't think he get any anybody on this planet besides Belichick to to pump the Bears tires like he did at the Honestly, that, conference today. That might have been the best Bears highlight of the year. Just sit there and listen to that on repeat, and you'll be convinced that oh, we have yeah. we have something here. Can you, don't you have a Belichick impression? Do you do one? Yeah, and you know we got we got Cincinnati, we got Tevin Jenkins on the right guard, and he's just a horrible player. And you know, I look at David Montgomery in space, and Jesus Christ, it's getting hard. They got Fields; he's, he's an elite talent. They can, you know, they can make a play at any time. Right? You got a, you got a long, you got a lot of young players, and uh, you know, a lot of history. Bears defense, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, honestly, they might win. <laughs> Pats are seven and a half point favorites. Um, over under thirty nine and a half from what I'm seeing. I I don't know. I think the Pats are they're, they're good. I think they're a well coached team. They don't they don't have the most talent in the NFL, that's for sure, but I don't know. I, I think they're gonna unfortunately I think they're gonna win by at least a touchdown. 
Yeah. All right, give me if give me like a seventeen ten game Bears cover. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, I think I think twenty four to like thirteen is more realistic. Yeah, yeah, that's probably actually exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, well, that's it's a nice little segue into our our gambling pick. So I don't remember what I think. Me and Ty went three and one last week, and Max, what'd you go two and two? Yep. Is that what I said? Yeah, I believe so. So on the season, Max, you are eight, seven, and one. Ty, you are eight and eight, and I am ten and six, leading the pack over here, getting hot. Uh, and actually, real quick, while we're on the, the gambling topic, Max, you and our baseball picks, you had the Guardians, they're out. You had the Braves, they're out. But you had the Astros and the Padres, um, so you're, you're good there. Ty, you had the Guardians, they're out. You had the Braves, they're out. And the, you had the Dodgers, they're out. And you also had the Dodgers winning the World Series. So you are, you're pretty much just dead. I do not know baseball. Yep. No yeah, shit. Kyle, I think you won. His problem is I had the Braves in the World Series. Yeah, I have the guard, why the Guardians and the Padres in the World Series. But So I guess if the Padres make the World Series. No, Max, you have, you have the Astros. But I have the winning. Astros winning. Yeah, so I had the Guardians. So it's we're in the same boat. Okay. All right. It's all good. Um, all right, Ty or Max, who is no, I guess it would be Ty that's in last part of me. Ty's in last. Ty, you're in last. Do not forget. Kick right. us off. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I asked this every fucking week. I don't even want to ask. What are we starting with? Favorites. I got Ravens minus six and a half against the Browns. Where are they playing? I do not know. Attaboy. Stay hot. It's not playing in Baltimore. When in doubt, Tom just picks the Ravens. Yep. Always. Trust him. Always. Whenever he's not ready, he just takes the Ravens. I'll take the Ravens uh, wherever they're at. Um, All right. My favorite, I'm going to go Bucks minus 10.5. On the road, I believe they are against the Panthers. Panthers are a dumpster fire. You think they're going to put a beat down on them? At some point, Tommy's going to need to cover here because I feel like he hasn't covered in a month. <laughs> so, yeah. You're right. Um, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans at home, minus two and a half. I like that. I actually saw a – I was reading an article today to take the Texans for or Titans first quarter that they always start hot and then suck after that, and the Colts always suck to start the game. Yeah, I think I think the Titans are coming off a bye, too, at home. Um I'll take him there. So take that for what you will. Yep. Or for All what right, you man. want. Ty, your underdog. Saints plus two and a half against the Cardinals. And I only say that because um the new Call of Duty is coming out. And Kyler Murray is a big Call of Duty guy. I think it's been out. Been, well, it's out then. I'm behind on the times. I didn't buy it, clearly. But big Call of Duty guy, he's preoccupied. Saints plus two and a half, easy. I like that. I know what what you're talking about, that theory there, and I respect that. I'm going to go. I'm sticking on the Jets. Jets plus one. The Jets do nothing but cover. Jets are good. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. They're good. They, they're 3-0 and on the road, 4-2 and overall. What what world are we living in? The Jets are 4-2 and and the Giants are 5-1. and <laughs> The Jets are plus one on the road against the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos are a shit show. Yeah. How would you confident? I mean, not to say that the Jets are going to win this game, 
But how how would anybody confidently bet the Broncos? I think the play there is the under because the Broncos literally just suck the life out of every game. Oh my god, they are. So if you want to write down my under pick, that's it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. What's your underdog? Uh, why not? Why not stick with the Meadowlands teams? I'm gonna go Giants plus three in Jacksonville. That's fishy. Yeah, it is. I like that. They're plus three? Yep. That doesn't make any sense. No. I think so. The Jags will win by two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's one that makes that makes zero sense. So, yeah, the Jags are going to win by two tutties. Okay. Interesting. Good pick. Good pick there, Max. <laughs> uh, all right, Ty, you're, uh, you're over. Uh, I'm going Steelers-Dolphins 44-and-a-half. Mitch's, Mitch's comeback tour. That's disgusting. And to his comeback tour. That is disgusting. You know Trubisky's not even playing? Is he not? Is Kenny Pickett playing? He practiced full today. I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) Whispers in disgust. The under's back on. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're good. We're good. (laughs) Here's Here's another tip for the listeners. Another fishy line. The Chiefs are only minus two and a half in San Francisco. Makes me want to just hammer the Niners. Well, that's actually the game I was going to for my over. I got Chiefs Niners over 48 and a half. You think that's going to be a shootout, huh? Uh, hopefully a little bit of a shootout. Yeah. A little bit, as, at least 49 points is what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'll actually lay a lot of money on if it sits there and probably lose. Uh, Maxi, you're over. So Lions coming off a bye. They still have one of the worst defenses, but I think they might get some pieces back on offense. I'm going to go Lions-Cowboys over 49. A classic Thanksgiving duel. So I was looking at this one as well. The Cowboys defense is just so fucking good. It's really good. I, I don't really understand this one. So that's why I'm taking the over. Like this one could, could be like 31-30 or 13-10, and neither one would surprise me. Yeah, I agree. It's it's very confusing. I think I think Dak is also supposed to play this week. Yeah, and if still I know even with Dak in, yeah, it still could be thirty-one thirty or thirteen at ten. Right, no difference. Ty, you're under. Uh, I'm going Falcons Bengals under forty-seven and a half. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. What any reasoning on that? No, Falcons stink, dude. I think it was just the first one on the list. Yeah, literally, I was about to say he has no <laughs> fucking idea, no clue what's he, going on. Is, I'm just saying, no saying words <laughs> that I saw somewhere. I am gonna go Saints Cardinals under 44. The uh, I feel like every primetime game is going under. So, and the Cardinals are, on offense are just a, a shit show right now. Yeah, I like that. They have no idea what's going I on. Though they get the Andre, but that was the Saints starting quarterback probably. Is he? I think he's gonna, yeah. Who's also on your fantasy team? You get two QBs this week. He's starting at quarterback. I think so. I, I mean, it sounded like Dalton and Winston are both not practicing. I love to see it. Don't call didn't me. know that. I will. <laughs> I will. All right. I already Let's called it earlier, but up. I'm going. I'm sticking with Broncos Jets under 38. Like that. 
Yeah, that's going to be a gross game. That's that honestly might be like a 10 to 7 game. Yeah. 13 7, 13 10, whatever. That's just disgusting. All right. I like it. This is fun. Good shit. I'm having right. fun here. Uh, starting five. Guilty pleasures. Is that what we just, uh, what we landed on? Sure is. Do you guys have a list? You ready? Or do you need to uh, take a second to, to oh, gather I'm, your thoughts? Oh, I'm ready. No, I'll figure it out. All right, Ty. Go ahead. You kick it off. Um. All right. Number one overall, I use it all the fucking time. Uber Eats. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. I don't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> his his one and only guilty pleasure. Um, all right, I'll go next. This is this is kind of a I don't even know if this is a guilty pleasure, but just picking your nose. <laughs> <laughs> That is definitely a guilty pleasure. You can't tell me if you're just knuckle deep in your nose and there's just thing a hard is, I've seen you do it so often that I don't think you even feel guilty about it. Nah, I don't care. Oh, it's so you, I'm so guilty. You, I'm innocent. Swinging it back with picking your ass. <laughs> You'll see. Wait for round two. All right. I'm going to go uh, morning beers. Beers before Ooh. noon. Can you can, would you consider that a guilty pleasure? That's just fun. It is fun, but it's like it always feels like a little dirty. Like you shouldn't be drinking at this hour. I mean, yeah, okay, I'll give it to you. I mean, you're never doing it during the week, but by yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna go with social media. Why social media? Because Tell me how that's a guilty pleasure. So bad for you. Like, it's just terrible times where I'm just staring at my phone, looking at stupid shit on Instagram. And I'm like, what did I just do for the last 20 minutes? I have, especially in college, you were the worst where you would just be staring at your phone and we'd be having full conversations. And you just wouldn't respond. Yep. Where I'd be knuckle deep in my nose. You'd be knuckle deep in Instagram. <laughs> and everyone's guilty. And <laughs> that is true. All right. My next one is going to be uh, a good rom-com. I fucking love rom-coms. Sounds so stupid, but I'm not afraid to admit that either. So I just watched, I think it's just go with it or friends with benefits, whichever one is with Ashton Kutcher. That's Natalie uh, Portman. Benefits. You said yeah. wait, who? Ashton Kutcher and then Natalie who? Portman. Oh, then that's just go with it. No. Friends uh, with benefits is Justin Timberlake and uh, Mila Kunis. Max knows his rom-coms, dude. <laughs> Clearly. Because no. he's right. I'll back him up on that. Maybe I'll we'll just go with it. But so I'm just gonna look it up. Go, I don't even have to go look with it, it either. What is this movie? Hold on. Key monologuing Natalie Portman movies. It's uh, No Strings Attached. That's the movie. No okay. Strings Attached. But just go with it. Wow, Kate Upton. <laughs> did, I'm looking, literally looking at Justin Verlander right now on the TV. How the hell did he get her? I don't know. Good for him. He has one of the biggest ass chins on the planet. Yeah, well, she has one of the biggest asses <laughs> on her chest. <laughs> All right, Ty, you're two. Jesus Christ. Um, well, we're waiting. <laughs> uh, watching American Idol clips on social media. Don't know why. Jesus. Big fan. 
Are you serious? I love watching Dude, American Idol. Get some Idol. help. That's what nice. you do with your time. I mean, not like hours, but if, if I'm scrolling on it social must be media, hours if it's number three on your. No, it's number five. two, dog. I'm. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> guilty as fuck over here, bro. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. You get, you're not gonna like the rest of what I got. Uh, I'm gonna love it. Buying baseball cards. We'll we'll go there. I'm a, I fucking nice. buy an, an extreme amount of baseball cards. Who's your favorite baseball card? Uh don't have I'm one necessarily. Whatever is the most valuable one. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I'm in it for the money. Uh, all right, my next one. I'm gonna say just procrastinating in general. Putting off any sort of task I have to do. Yep. Until the absolute last minute I can do it. Yep. That is a good one. It's honestly a thrill. <laughs> it is a thrill until it hits you and you actually have to do it. Um, yeah, but in the like are you I guess this is this is a, a cousin of this that one is like having plans, you're not canceling them, but they get canceled. Yeah. I always think of like you're secretly when, happy when you were in high school and there was a like a your game got canceled like a baseball game got canceled and your day is just free when you had you thought you had stuff to do yeah you're like oh, fuck yeah all right the best I'm gonna go listening to Nickelback <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know you're gay <laughs> <laughs> and gambling I don't know how you haven't said that yet Kyle I'm not guilty because you're not guilty <laughs> at all. <laughs> He's never been more innocent in his life. You're an innocent man. I'm not guilty on that in any sort of stretch. Um, All right. This is, I feel like we all are taking this in kind of very different routes. I'm going (laughs) stepping on, uh, stepping and crunching or stepping on leaves and crunching them. I was, what? What? (laughs) Is that not a guilt? Like, I guess, technically, who am I to define? (laughs) A guilty pleasure. I think for it'd you. be a guilty pleasure if you were like stepping on a bug or something. No, but like I love walking around and like if I see a leaf, I'll literally go out of my way to just step on it and crunch it. All right, I can kind of see that then. Like, yeah, it's a little guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, fuck, you just—I don't even know what you said. You said drinking beers. Like, come on now. And morning beers. I don't think that's a guilty pleasure, but. Now I'm mad. Sure. <laughs> now I'm pissed. Now you've got me flustered. Ty, your last two. Uh, the song A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> Do you just sit on YouTube and just listen to music all day? <laughs> In a crop top? <laughs> no, I actually listen to chat. I, I watch podcasts on YouTube all fucking day. It's literally you watch what I do. Podcasts? Yeah. I only watch my podcasts. It's interesting. Fact. See, in my in my opinion, a guilty pleasure is something that's like not good for you or perceived as bad, but you do it anyways. See. Now Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But crunching leaves is, you know, odd. <laughs> it's odd. It's just uh, odd. <laughs> All right, keep going. I want this one to end. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll just go with watching podcasts, dude. I'm guilty as fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Ty's answers honestly have have thrown me off just <laughs> completely. Um, all right, I'm gonna say watching like really shitty reality TV. Oh, can't like when I was younger, I used to. Yeah, like I'll watch The Bachelor or uh, like the Kardashians. I love watching it and just ripping on them, but then just keep watching it. <laughs> yeah, hey, you should it's watch funny. Love Island. No issue. Yep. I'll watch. I've seen a little bit of that. Like I'll just rip on everyone. I've and then, seen all of that. <laughs> and we'll be like, do you not? Do you not want to watch this? I'm like, no, 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 keep it on. <laughs> funny, like, no, this is Carrie this actually is likes those shows, and I do the same thing. I'm like, no, this is this is good. <laughs> um, all right, I'll round it out with eating Chipotle. I order fucking Chipotle all the time when I'm too lazy to either make something or get groceries. Why would you be ashamed of that? Uh, because it's. I don't know. I'm not ashamed of it, but it's like it's <laughs> but probably a better it. better way to uh yeah, I'm guilty of it. Probably a better way to eat. How often a week or how many times a week do you eat your At least leg? once a week. Oh I'm way more than that. I'm I'm probably like two or three times a week. Really? Easily. So I thought I liked Chipotle. But I, I have really I have so many rewards points that you're gonna like this. I have so many rewards points on the Chipotle app. I get notifications all the time about using my points to buy like Chipotle gear. It's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. They're like, hey, you want a Chipotle hat? You have uh thirty eight thousand points. Chipotle hat. We want you to work for us. <laughs> you literally could buy six Chipotle stores with, with how many points you have. <laughs> I think a burrito is like two thousand points. Let's get Chipotle it's sometime, dude. It's outrageous. Yeah, order you one. <laughs> Chipotle for Chipotle. Order me a store. And uh, anything else that you had on your list that was a uh, quick honorable mention? No, I hope the Bears prove me wrong. I wouldn't hold your breath on that. I think it's going to be another embarrassing national TV debacle. Belichick's just going to be in his hood. You know how people say in his in their bag. He's going to be his in, bag. His, in his hood. He's going to be in his hoodie. He's going to be in his hoodie. Nothing underneath. Just. Running a cover two zone that Justin Fields can't read. It's great play calls. <laughs> yeah, you know the Bears. You know they're a good team, and uh, you know maybe a good coach. Well, it'll bounce back from this. We're on to Cincinnati. That's funny. Yeah. 